Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rod and Star podcast, the official podcast of the Church of St. George the Martyr of Kailsover, with the chapelries of St. Mark the Evangelist and St. Monica Westbank. This is your continuing exploration of faith during this time of crisis, and it is only one of many arms of the digital ministries of the Church of St. George the Martyr of Tales River, and you can get it on Facebook, and soon the churches will be opening. Hey, Father Rodney, as I'm always joined by our rector. Yeah, as we announced yesterday, last week, the bishop um, has, has uh, um, you know, declared the church open from the 1st first of September, and I can say that there's um, all kinds of things needing to be happening to ensure that churches are COVID compliant. Uh, in order for us to accommodate uh, the the coming back to church, nothing really spectacularly different to what we've been doing for weddings and funerals, um, because both both all all religious events happening in the space of the church uh, um, is fifty people, so you have to accommodate fifty people, and um, and so it's really just how do we get the message out there um, that. We're going to have to have some roll call before the time with information given to us so that we can prepare to receive uh, the amount and not have to turn anybody away at any particular service. So that's the only logistical um, um, headache that we have at the present moment. And people like yourself has helped us to try and find a way in which to do that easier um, for the people and easier for us. Awesome. Yeah, that's why we have technology to make these things better for us. And Father Rodney, this is the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. And the theme for this week I found quite intense, which is which is human trafficking. Um, if you would just like to welcome everybody to the service and take us through the collect for the week. And I will catch up with you after that. Thanks, Lindsay. My brothers and sisters, the Lord who is holy is with you. As Lindsay indicated, the theme for this week uh, of the month of compassion is human trafficking. And the special parish focus is on the, the lay minister's ministry at the church. So I invite you now to pray with me. The collect for the thirteenth the Sunday after Pentecost. Holy God, in love you gave your only begotten Son to save the world. Empower us to follow the example of his obedience, that we will take up his cross and follow him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Uh, just before we started recording, I did mention to you that the readings this week actually lay down the foundation, the, the tenets of the Christian philosophy that I enjoy so much. Like it's one of the reasons why I have no problems raising my children as Christians, because it's a universal philosophy or idea, a theology of inclusivity and love which is an amazing thought to have that you can go anywhere in the world and be told that love must be completely sincere. Hate what is evil, hold on to what is good, 
love one another warmly as Christians and be eager to show respect for one another. That's verse 9 from Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 12. The reading this week is verses 9 to 21. And it just goes on and on and just lays down those foundations of not taking vengeance, um, letting God sort out your enemies, being showing kindness at all times. And um, there's, there's a line uh, that you mentioned in your homily um, where it's a quote from Plato where it's like, be kind to everyone because you don't know their journey or whatever. And it was interesting. Um, yesterday, uh, the actor Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther, um, passed away of colon cancer. He was diagnosed in 2016. Um, with stage four colon cancer. And what is amazing, he was always humble and he played these amazing roles. Like Black Panther, for instance, was just this great moment where people of color, children, black children could see a superhero glorified on the big screen that looked like them. They spoke in in the movie and it was such a great moment. And he was always mindful of the impact that he knew that role would have. And he filmed that entire movie while fighting cancer. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and he was bullied online um, in the last two years because he started looking a bit frail. Obviously, the disease was taking its toll. And he got to a point where he started deleting images um, on, on Instagram. And, like, his team really pulled around him. But, like, it's, it's just that whole idea of just being kind to people because you don't know the, the pain that they are going through at any moment. Um, do you have any any words to reflect on that, Father? Yeah, something that I that I did not add in the in the text this week, which I should have added, was that mm-hmm. on the on the thirtieth of August is also um, Disability Awareness uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. and that matches up very closely with a man doing his work. And trying to reach out to to others to give hope, people who have suffered the the sense of downtroddenness um, mm. by a dis a false disability that was created by um, those who feared um, difference and and so blackness became a disability to people because yeah. Yeah. regimes had forced that onto them. And um, and so here was a man who not only was black uh, in terms of the color of his skin, but also he suffered a disability in the body. And um, the writer to Romans suffered a disability to the body and was one who, would, who had used prayer to ask God for, for help in that regard. And that's where we got those very famous words from, uh, I mm. asked the Lord three times to take away this enemy, and he hasn't taken it away. So, so what now is the is the is is left to do? And he heard these words: "My grace is sufficient for you, for in your weakness my strength is portrayed." So, mm. when we think of um, Black Panther, we think of a man who has has tried to transcend the limitations of disability to show that you could still live a message of hope to those, even when your body is as friend, and particularly being a young man. Um, um, of course, the comments made in the media and uh, social media are um, ignorant people, 
people are afraid uh, of 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 you know of of what is murdered murdered to them in this man's life because um, it's not impossible that any of us could suffer any illness, and that's no fault of our own. So, mm. uh, out of ignorance and fear comes uh, irrational fear comes um, stigmatization, and so that's another form of disability if victimized by it and you have to lay low. So mm. why was he able, the question for me, why was he able to transcend all of those disabilities by, by doing what he did and created awareness around all of the disabilities uh, that, that, mm. that, that comes because he's got this, I mean, I, I, you know, what, what is fascinating about the story of Black Panther is not so much the panther as, the, as it is the word black that yeah. emphasizes <laughs> the, the, the what's name. So by using that, he embraced, he didn't deny his disability or that the disability that the world had placed onto us. Now, mm. when you're not able, when you're not able to, when you're not willing to deny it, when you accept and receive, that's part of the awareness, uh, the transcending of awareness, because mm. you are doing exactly what, um, what Paul is saying here, love must, must be completely sincere. Where does sincerity of love actually begin? And that's with, with us loving ourselves, learning to mm. appreciate whom we are, learning to be thankful for the gifts and talents we have, and using the opportunities we have, um, not as a message for the powerful, but as a message for the powerless. Um, and and, and when, you when you reach out of yourself, given that you in sincerity love who you are, love a body that has got disabilities in it, you then give hope uh, because love can do no other but give hope to people. So when Plato wrote that, um, and that was really a choice I made going through various quotes on compassion, I was very astounded by the fact that he, 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 he gives us the understanding that even those who claim not to have disabilities have some form of suffering that may be mm. harder mm. Than, than ours may be. So, so when we walk past people, we don't necessarily assume that there is wholeness there. We walk past them because we are all wounded. Mm. And the awareness of our, of, our, of our flawed nature is to really be able to embrace. Because I think that's what Jesus did in the, um, in the story that we, we, we meet comes out again. If I'm to deny what Peter is telling me to deny, then what I've got to do is to deny everything I've done. And what was what was the what was the the, the start of it? Uh, St. John says, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The word mm. embodied our humanity, both the good and the bad. And so Jesus wasn't condemning us, but showing solidarity with us. And that starts because within him. The sincerity of love existed, mm. and so um, Black Panther had ha, has a very great message to tell us. Um, while fighting, what is evil? What is the evil that he fought against? Um, mm. uh, when we think of it, 
again, just in the story you portrayed, for example, about people criticizing him. What was the evil that he had to fight? He had to fight against stigmatization. He had to fight yeah. against fear of death, of dying young. He had to fight against the fact that he grew up black. He had to fight against the, the, the evil of, of, of segregation, poverty, mm. all associated with blackness throughout the world. Um, so, 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 so he had to stand up to that. Again, I think the premise Paul sets here for us, we can only hate what is evil if within us there's the sincerity of love. Mm. Uh, because when the sincerity of love is within us, we are able to stand up against those things that uh, have an evil grip on our lives. So, mm. um, I, and so, and then I want to just conclude by saying, you said that he, the people around him, the, his, the, the, the staff that he had, the family had, they, they were few in number, but they formed a strong support for him. Mm. Now, now, when one of the contexts in which this passage is used is the blessing of a home. And so it's almost sets the tone of a familial um, um, uh, statement of value statement of family life. Mm. Um, when we, the whole text is used, and I think the, the way in which it is summed up is so powerful. Um, uh, starts off with love, must be completely sincere, and ends off um, uh, don't instead conquer evil with good. Mm. So it's the note, the note that 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 premises it, and the note that concludes it, are both very positive stuff that we are called to live in a world where systems have been created um, to. Uh, to to hide to to um, to to enforce evil, but because it's legislated, it is seen as something good. But for whom? Mm. Yeah, um, but 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 I like how how this passage concludes, where um, he says, instead, as the scripture says, if your enemies are hungry, feed them; if they are thirsty, give them a drink. For by doing yeah. this, you will make them burn with shame. And it's always like. I mean, I, I've been through a lot of things in my life, and uh, wait, I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually preface this by saying I enjoy um, the Buddhist. Is it Hindu or Buddhist? The Namaste, where it's like the the divinity in me recognizes the divinity in you, and for me, it's always like if someone does you wrong, it's actually betraying who you are inside to kind of stoop to their level to try and wrong them in return. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird situation. And it's, and it, and it gets summed up again with like, do not let evil defeat you instead conquer evil with good. So like you can only have that kind of redemption. You can only free yourself from that, the shackles of that wrongdoing um, when you respond with grace, with, with goodness, with kindness, because even though that person has done something to you, they are still, um, if if you are like in the Christian belief, they are still made in the image of God. Um, for me, it's like they are still a person and they are still capable of of doing good. Yeah, um, I think that 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 touches uh, something that Desmond Tutu used to 
teach us during the time of um, our, our, our struggle against the um, against apartheid, and uh, we had the privilege of being uh, of, of of seeing how apartheid sort of died, um, at least a legislative death in our country, because yeah. attitudinally, attitudinally it hasn't yet changed that much. Is a kind of dragon that is bleeding and is more fierce when it's wounded because uh, it's look at rearing its its head. During during this time, he would teach us that um, there was a there was a there was in 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 Revelation uh, uh, that the Romans had put on uh, uh, in the streets the the image of the emperor, and mm. uh, one mm. of the ways in which they 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 were testing who was Christian or not. Uh, was to force them to bow to the image of the emperor, and yeah. if they didn't, they yeah. they would die. Now, one of the things he taught us was that we are made in the image of God, and so in in other words, I need to sort of revere and respect you because the image of God is in you, and it reflects the image to me mm. because the image is in me. Mm. So, in other words, we have to show this kindness Plato spoke about. He says. So, so the question, of course, is the person who then exercises uh, evil over the, over people, what they are reflecting, what they are mirroring, is 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 this the sense that they can't even accept who they are. Hmm. So, so they've the 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 image of of God is shattered within. So they can't so 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 they can't really see that in the next person because they. They they so shattered, um, and yet if we can only but learn to understand that really we are not we were not made to be enemies with one another even if we had difference, mm. but that's the nature of sin. It causes us to have a shattered image of who we are. So in order for us to feel better about ourselves, we hurt the other. Yeah, we yeah. harm the other. I'm watching a a, a series um, uh, that is a uh, um, 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 Korean series, and the the person who is the powerful one um, in in this in the series has a, a, a philosophy he he lives by that says the strong will always prey on the weak, mm. um, and and then you listen to the tactics used. Um, and where does all of this come by is because when he was growing up, his brother died. Or the, so the story tells his brother died of hunger and, and, and some of the other members. Mm. So he doesn't want his own family. That wound hasn't healed. It's only been covered up now by mm. greed and power and, and, and revenge against others. So, so sadly, um, this... This is what what happens. But what is Jesus saying to us? The one who comes to give us a sense of of the new Adam, the the Adam, the image of God within us. Mm. That mm -hmm. our our way of dealing with being um, with being harmed and hurt was not to treat the the other as the way they treat us, but to be able to minister to them with social kindness. That that is the way you are able to 
overcome the evil that is dominating their life. Mm. So this is a this is a, a you know uh, again uh, uh, um, uh, 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 daily daily sadly we end up as enemies of each other. Yeah, and because of things that are done, said or left undone, but that's not the call of life. The call of life is to love with sincerity. And if that's the premise we live our lives by, then we would not have a world full of revenge. Mm. Yeah. But then to move on, on to the, the gospel, which is Matthew 16, verses 21 to 28. Um, and, and it starts with, like, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering. So he starts to reveal the end game to um, his disciples. And then Peter objects. And in this, it is it's one of those beautiful lines in the Bible. I see you didn't actually highlight it, but he turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on the divine things, but on human things. And then he goes on to, to say, to lay down like kind of the laws for being a disciple um, from that point forward, um, what they should be. So I'm just going to put in a personal anecdote here where, Obviously, two days ago, we had the brutal slaying of Nathaniel Julius, a Down syndrome kid um, in Eldorado Park who was shot by a police person. So I believed for a moment that I was being a good disciple of, of the news and finding the facts and everything. So the first stories emerged were taken from his family's account, um, and it used very sensational language like his body was dumped in the in the back of the police van and he had blood on his chest and it looked muddied and it was all the sensational language but there was no account from the police and the official line or at least the first statements that emerged was that the police were responding to a gang incident and that he was then shot either because i mean he was down so he couldn't communicate well um so he could have walked out to see what all the fuss was about and got shot in the crossfire or have been posed a potential threat to one of the police officers. So I kind of downplayed it as an act of police brutality. And then because of my naivety of my belief that there is infinite good within other people, and now it's emerging that the police are trying to cover up, he was shot for an unknown reason and he was treated quite badly. So within my slavish um, obsession with finding all of the facts before passing judgment and then trying to temper everybody else's um, emotions, I actually failed the purpose of like the whole movement around the, the characterizing of coloreds um, in, these, in these poor communities. And here you have Jesus like laying down the, the ideas for the disciples to follow. And is this him kind of telling them that they can't interfere with what's coming? Or wouldn't it be better for him to then let it play out the way it would play out anyway? Well, a couple of, uh, I don't know if it's a Sunday ago or a week ago, um, where the same Peter was given a revelation from God. Yes. Uh, Jesus confirmed. 
and he says exactly who Jesus is. Mm. Um, you are the son of the living God. Now, how did Peter process those things? If you are the son of the living God, then is it possible that the living God can allow you to go through mm. what is very painful because you still end up, the outcome of any of it is that um, you will then end up still with experience of life because the one whom you who called you and who sent you is the living God. Now, I was under the impression that there's no doubt that in preparing them, he was preparing himself for what was his call. Mm. And so he needed to take them. I like, I, I, I think my homily went through this whole thing. From that time, Jesus began to show the yeah. disciples. Yeah. So, so we're different to teach. Um, and, and when I went to do research on why do, does the what the text is interpreted to show, one of the um, scholars says that it's to repeat and to demonstrate to them um, what the what what is what is going to happen going forward, uh, and it uses the word he must go. So there was a, a firm commitment to entering Jerusalem, to come to Jerusalem, the place where salvation was needed. The place which was meant for peace has, had, been, had been taken over and been placed into the, into the prisons of oppression. And now freedom has to come, mm. but freedom will come at the cost. Um, and what is the cost that has to be paid? The undergoing of not just suffering, but great suffering. Mm. And by whom? The elders and chief priests, so the religious leaders of the time. And the intent of the great suffering was not just to make the person suffer, assuming that that form of punishment would change his mind, but that they were actually going to kill him. So murder was on their mind. Mm. Now, 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 and then, but then he goes on to say on the third day he is raised. And I just wondered as I went through that, did Peter process the revelation God gave him properly, number one? Number two, did he listen to Jesus fully? Because mm. on the third day he was raised. What implication did that have? But, you know, when you and I have a conversation and you just made that clear in your investigation of the story of the young man up in, in El Dorado Park. You listened to the story told by the family. And yeah. You, yeah. You, you coined some of the phrases used as sensational. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you try to juxtapose that to what the police was reporting. Mm -hmm. And they were not really saying anything until deeper reports showed that there's something that is not being said. So, so how, how do we listen? Do we listen to the whole story? Because your philosophy is let me look for the facts. 
Yeah. The facts must lead me to 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 me understanding what happened. Why was it that Peter, when he took Jesus aside, said, God forbid, Lord, this mustn't happen to you. So mustn't you raise on the third day? Is that yeah. where victory lies? Did he not hear that? Did he not hear that the son of the living God was going to go through suffering and death, but that resurrection was going to become a reality? So, so it was very calculated according to the way the story is told. Peter takes him aside, mm. you know, because Peter assumes he's actually heard the full message. Yeah. And it's amazing. Jesus allows himself to go to where Peter is calling him to have this private conversation. Um, did Peter do this because he respected the Lord so much he didn't want to embarrass him in front of the other disciples? Or did he um, did he also do this as a way of not wanting to sound stupid? So he rather would talk to Jesus one on one. Mm. This is the student who thinks he knows everything. How yeah. much of what yeah. the teacher had told him did he really understand? The testing was beginning to happen. This was the first step. Mm. Takes him aside to rebuke him. Uh, how dare you even think you could rebuke our Lord Jesus? And yet the story says one of the disciples ventured to do that. To tell Jesus off. To in fact what I, I said in my homily. He was wanting to rewrite the content of the lesson. He was wanting to change the script of mission and of mm. call. And when Jesus heard what he was saying, I think in Matthew's gospel, it takes us back to the temptation in the wilderness where he and the devil are alone. And he sees this as a devilish ploy to try and rewrite the script. The script. Um, here it's rebuke, there it was deception. Mm. If you are, then you can do this. The same words that the devil said at the beginning, if you are the son of God, Peter said in Revelation, you are the son of the living God. Mm. Now, the devil used that language to deceive, Peter used that language because he received the revelation. So now you have him doing two things that are very interesting. Put us, took him aside and now he rebukes him. So I'm going to rewrite the script. It reminds me very much of Mr. Trump. When he speaks, he doesn't speak of reality. He speaks of his own script. He's writing about reality. Yeah. And believes yeah. That by writing the new script, he doesn't have to deal with the actual reality. And, and so the people listening to him and following him are going to go where? Nowhere. Because they're listening to what is false. So Peter, you acting like the devil now. Get behind me. Mm. Um, uh, because you, you, you're not 
you're not you're not just Peter now. You are personified as the devil because that's just how the devil will speak. Um, you will not make me stumble. You are not for your mind is not on things divine. The very mind that received the revelation, you are the son of the living God, is now a mindset not on divine things, but on human things. So I think there is the, the, the catch of the words in a mindset on what things, divine or human? How does the human mind think? And um, as much as you and rightly say that if we bear the image of God within us, there is the potential for good at all times. But there's also the possibility of evil. Mm. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy enough to know that I could catch my own personal bias in time. <laughs> um, like I, I yeah. argued with a couple of people um, while the facts were still emerging, and I I said throughout that we might be at an impasse now, but they are still angles to the story that I am yet to know and I remain teachable throughout and my opinions are open to change as new facts emerge. Um, mm. So like there's a lot of people who aren't mindful of like their own shortcomings of their own failures um, when like going down the path of, of, of something, you know, <laughs> of like trying yeah. to find justice. It's like you, you, I, I, I always believe that that you should know your own failings better than those of, of, of the person you are fighting with. And yeah, in, in this case, Peter, I mean, Peter demonstrates many times um, that he, like, there, there's a lot of parallels between him, him and me, or at least the way he's characterized, where he has such a deep understanding and he's recognized by Jesus as having such a deep understanding of the the message that Jesus is there for. Um, but yeah, he's always over eager. He tries to like control the the future um, and, and, and take charge of, of the narrative that way, which, which is, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just something that, 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 that I, I noticed now, like how, how many similarities there are. But based on, based on that, um, I just want to say that given the story of the El Dorado, um, the young man in El Dorado Park, if you see the three things Jesus goes through, great suffering he had gone through. Down syndrome is a disability yeah. he had to live with. And, and it was a confining disability and probably one that characterizes much stigma of mm. the wider community. He becomes a hero today because he was shot by the police. Mm. But yesterday he wasn't a hero simply because Down syndrome would have been a form of disability that he would have been stigmatized by uh, yeah. family members and probably forms of dis of 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 dis of of rejection because um, and blame and and also. Um, and so that's the cross that a young man had to bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and so so who knows? It's how much bullets came his way that hurt his spirit. Mm. Um, that 
that may, maybe killed him. Already he was dying without the physical bullet hitting him. Secondly, yeah. Yeah. he then is killed. He is murdered um, just by being close to a scene where he becomes either a, a possible threat and therefore a target, uh, or he's in the crossfire of um, Ruli Gang. The story doesn't highlight so much the gang shooting hmm. because the hmm. emphasis is placed on the police bullet hitting. Yeah. Is that intentional yeah. or unintentional? So the question that comes to the third part of what Jesus is saying is, what are the signs of resurrection in this story? We may have gathered all the facts around the suffering. We may have gathered all the facts around the killing. But what is the redemption in all of this for the community, for the family, for the police, uh, and for this young man? Now, for me, the resurrection comes in, even though we had Down syndrome, there would have been a description of his character and person. Hmm. Um, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't a gangster that shot other and hurt other people. He was warm and loving. Um, he yeah, I, had, I, think, I think the description was he was a loving boy. You see, so that's the signs of resurrection. Um, and the sign of resurrection is the policeman whose gun went off in his direction needs to, needs to, in the light of everything, say, why did I do that? So yeah. the possibility of repentance and saying sorry is part of the resurrection, part of the redemption, which resurrection uh, celebrates. Um, resurrection is a celebration that death has been defeated. Mm. It's good to see that there's actually quite swift action. The two police officers um, have been arrested already by the um, internal uh, department, um, investigation department. And yeah, so there, there, there will be justice this time. But yeah, the, the question is always like, this was one too many, but what about justice for all the other kids who have been killed, like in those sorts of circumstances? But will justice lead to reconciliation if it's if it's the form of of legal justice? The whole the spirit of justice is to lead us to reconciliation. That would be for me the crowning of the of the resurrection in that context. Um, yeah. And we need to be open to listen to that um, because look, his death is uh, is drawn into a disability. Awareness Sunday. His hmm. his his condition pu pulls it into um, a form of of looking at victims who are victims of human trafficking. Down syndrome people rank very low down in the pyramid scheme of the world. Hmm. They they they're not seen as people with value. Um, they're not seen as people who make contributions, even though we, 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 I mean, our hearts are open to it. We can see that they do in ways that those of us who are selfish and greedy cannot do. Mm. So we have mm. our own form of disabilities. And so 
uh, it also uh, brings into this whole frame why why is it important to see ourselves as ministers when we focus on lay ministry we are called mm -hmm. to service the police are called to service and look what their service can so it that his 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 death sort of and the and the scenario around his his life and death um pulls the three themes together that we have focused on and then um the question lying now with the Eldorado community and with the family. Are you going to seek revenge? Is revenge the same as justice? Mm. What would be your pouring of cold water on the hot flames of the injustices that have arisen there? And you guys that are in the media, how do you help the community, the family, the church, the, the legal system to interpret the story for the benefit of all? so that we can now see maybe a martyr died to open our eyes again. Mm. You know, a martyr who couldn't speak for himself, a martyr who couldn't protect himself, a martyr who couldn't get himself involved in the ordinary running of the world, a martyr who could not even provide for his family. His death, his life and death could be a very significant part of healing our wounded nation. And given that it is the context of color and race in, in South Africa, how could all of this be helping us become a nation of difference that celebrates the value of uniqueness? Mm. Heavy stuff, Father, um, especially um, like I, I remember very clearly um, when my wife was pregnant with Isla, that that day where you go in and you do the screening for Down syndrome and you faced with, a, with, with the question of like, what do you do if, if it becomes like a positive result? Or if, if, the, if the kid's risk profile for like Down syndrome is, is very high, like, do you abort the pregnancy? Do you? And uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy thought. But moving on from that, if you could just highlight a couple of other points of, of reference or at least reflection for the coming week in the praise of the church. I would like to just start off in terms of the praise of the church to focus on the family of that young man. I don't know if he has a name, Lindsay. Uh, Nathaniel Julius. Nathaniel Julius. So we ask that God will grant Nathaniel Julius rest to his life and soul and uh, eternal rest and comfort to his family as we pray for the wider um, El Dorado community. Uh, we think of the gangsters there and what they are doing that's damaging to the circumstances of the life of the people. We also pray for the police. Their role could not be easy. They themselves are faced with fear because they do not know who the enemies are by face. So we think of the police officers. Uh, we think of the, the investigation that's happening. And as we spoke about it, that justice would indeed prevail 
but that this young man's life will speak to all of us and his death so that we can find the value of resurrection uh, and, the, and the hope thereof uh, as we focus on, on Jesus' journey with great suffering, with death, and also the resurrection. We think of all of us when we misunderstand the scriptures and the, and the, and the, and the, and the stories of life like Peter did. And instead of getting the facts and if listening clearly, we end up with false accusations and being stumbling blocks. So we pray that we will listen decisively, listen clearly uh, to what is going on, to what provides hope. In our prayers, we ask God to mercifully make us all ministers of compassion. And here we give thanks to God for the ministry of the lay ministers in our local parish and throughout the church, um, people who play a very significant role in helping people to worship and caring for people pastorally. We also recognize the call to live as disciples of Jesus. Um, as Jesus said, to take up our cross and to follow him. And to take up one's cross, we do so with sacrificial love. And we pray that for all of us, love would be completely sincere and so that we may be able to overcome evil with good. We pray for those who suffer disabilities and ask that God would indeed um, build a community around them of care, of love and support. We understand that there are biological challenges that cause pregnancies to, to be, be challenged and children to be born with disabilities. We thank God for the many people who have to live with their disabilities, become great people of faith and have made positive contributions to family life, to community and to um, society at the whole. We thank God, especially as we celebrate Nathaniel's life, that he was uh, celebrated and will be celebrated as a loving person. As we seek for God to make us ministers of compassion, we think of those caught up in the human trafficking um, syndrome, uh, the scenarios that sadly has reared its head cruel and, and, and evil people, greedy people for money, power, uh, capturing women and young girls especially to be used as sex slaves. Often they are forced into drugs and money gets as a form of vicious, a, a vicious form of slavery in the modern world. And so we we, Lord, that this is one of the darknesses in our world, in the world you made for us. And we really pray sincerely, Lord, that every effort made by governments um, uh, for investigative teams so that we can snuff out this evil, 
and bring all those ladies back to their homes. We know some have died as a result. May their souls rest in peace. May they rise in glory. May their suffering families know your comfort. And may you bring the perpetrators to justice. Lord, this is an evil across the nations. Perhaps a, a, an a pandemic um, that, is, that has been allowed to, to, to enter into society as a whole. In our compassion, Lord, we continue to pray for those living with the COVID virus. Thank you, Lord, for those that have been healed and recovered. Pray for those who have died. Pray for those who are in isolation. Pray that we may be um, adherence to the level two lockdown regulations. Uh, to curb the spread of this illness. And uh, we ask that you, Lord, may your voice may continue to burn within the depths of our being. You are the God of our ancestors and you draw us into your presence and service. And we pray that you will continue to hear the cries of your people and speak a word of comfort that we may proclaim to all the earth the glory of your name. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And so, my sisters and brothers, as we thank you for tuning in, we want to tell you that we are looking to open the churches from the 6th of, of um, September uh, at our various places of worship. There will be two services at St. George's on that Sunday at 7.30 and 10.30, and then at St. Mark's at 7.30 and 9.30, sorry, at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, at St. Monica's at 10 o'clock. We remind you that there's only, the limit is 50, that includes those that are officiating. Uh, we are doing uh, electronic form of registering to come to whatever service you're able to come to. Um, unfortunately, we have to do it this way to keep the numbers in tune with the regulations. So we, we're asking you to phone in or to uh, use this electronic form, which will probably be on Facebook or on any other way that we can send the link to you. Um, and then during the weekday, which will start on the 9th, is a weekday Wednesday evening service at 7 o'clock, 7.30. And then at Thursday at nine o'clock, we do remind you that you you need to come with your mask on. That is a double cloth mask. Uh, they will be screening at the door and temperature taking and checking that um, your name and details are on the form. And then we are also enhanced sanitization. Social distancing is observed. And then the way we'll hand out communion, we will tell you on the day. And communion will only be served at these services in one kind. And the services are meant not to last longer than an hour. So um, those are all the way we'll be structuring the liturgy will enforce that. Um, we are also needing to say to you that we've got, we, we've got to do baptisms 
and there is Easter baptism and the August baptisms, which we're not able to do. We have 12 people registered for baptism. And again, in terms of number, we have to keep it down. So the second and third Sunday of September, that is the 1030 service at St. George's, that service will only be for baptism, which means that those who are going to come to that service will be related to the persons being baptized. On that Sunday, we, don't, we, we only are going to reserve seats for, for, the, for the people. It will be about 40-odd people. For the four children, we will baptize on each of those Sundays. And then the, fourth, the third group of four babies will be done in October month. We will tell you more about that. Now, sadly, these regulations that the bishop has sent to us includes the fact that those who are 60 and over with comorbidities as well, that you, you're, you're encouraged not to come to the service. As Lindsay said at the beginning, we are still going to be doing all forms of, of the digital servicing. Um, so you can tune in. Uh, we're hoping to even do live streaming of the services that will take place mm. um, as well. We want to also inform you that those that are officiating at the door are, have now been trained to be COVID compliant. So um, they will ensure that all the mandatory protocols will be uh, in place and adhere to. Uh, then also to just say that if you have colds and flus, that you, if you have been, if you've got a sore throat or been in touch with any person that may have tested positive for COVID-19, you should not be attending the services. Apparently, what we've also heard now, that is if, you're, if you have red eyes or bloodshot eyes, that's also indication of one of the symptoms, apparently. But please check that out. That was something given to us recently. I don't know if Lindsay knows anything about that, but that's been recent information given to us. And then our office uh, will only be, will be opening for on a very gradual basis towards um, full, full operation. So on Monday, the 7th of September, between nine and one, and then on, and then at six to seven in the evening, on Wednesday, at um, between nine and one. So for now, in the month of September, that is how we will operate. Because of the numbers, we're not able to yet open the Sunday School and Confirmation classes. Mm. We'll mm. keep you informed as to when that will happen. And then I'm proposing that we will, that we instead of having the confirmation service in September, um, we, that we have our confirmation service in on the 20th of February in 2021. So I hope that you will, uh, you know, accept that as part of our pro process towards full reopening with our Lord and sisters. Go now and Jesus in the way of the cross. Hold fast to what is good. Christ Jesus, repay you with fullness of life. May the Holy Spirit nourishing you in love, blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the day and always. Amen. Thank you very much for tuning in. And Lindsay, thank you for, as always, generously assisting us with this process.